What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Heroes of Sale podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about some of the some of the cards that I've been looking into recently and some of the, <clears throat> I guess, reasons, reasons why I've been looking into them. Uh, and this is more of, I don't know if there's exact advice I can give with these cards specifically, but it's just the way I want to share kind of my thought process so that way if it helps anybody maybe who is trying to find some alternatives to not just like the top top cards because i mean like i think i've talked about this in the past there's blue chip prospects there's blue chip cards there's cards that everybody knows that are the top ones that you can buy but i i sometimes you know and it's weird because maybe maybe it's something where this makes my buying not as serious because like it's 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 obvious which cards i think have the most value like you just look at the best players and those are the cards that are going to have growth and long-term value like you look at like the lucas and lebrons and Giannis's, and i understand that like there has been a little bit of a decrease but i think in the long term, in the five to ten year scope, a lot of those cards are going to continue to have value and will hold a lot of value. So, kind of some of my thought process around picking cards. I mean, and I'm, I'm so first I'll go with Jordan. I mean, you know, obviously the '86 full year Jordan is the is the top card in sports cards right now, um, especially with the documentary. And I mean, it's always kind of been that. And I think, uh, I think Slabstocks put out a the chart uh, of a long term. I think it was back to, I think they went back to like 20, 2006 potentially. And these cards for PSA ten were around like four or five thousand dollars. Now, I mean, we just had the record selling of a card. Like we just had the record. I think it was forty eight thousand on eBay. Uh, so, I mean, these are, it's hitting, they're hitting highs. They're hitting record highs. So, I mean, this also kind of gets back to sort of what I've been talking about recently with, like, people are looking for more, right now, currently, people are looking for more blue chip stuff. So, like, you know, Luca has gone down, and Zion's gone down a little bit, but you haven't seen, like, Jordan hasn't really gone down. And I don't know. I would say that Jordan card is probably for basketball. It's definitely the top. I would say. I would argue that that card, along with the fifty-two mantle, probably are the two top cards in the game uh, in terms of like will continue to have value. Uh, baseball, obviously, with mantle, but either way. So, like when I'm looking at these Jordan cards, um, things I'm looking into. I think there's. There's so many. I had a TikTok yesterday where I talked about two of the joy. And actually, so you probably know this if you're watching my TikToks, you know which ones I'm going to talk about. So there's they're from 90, 95 is when the Jordan 11s came out. And then 96, I believe it was 96, is when Space Jam came out, which made the Space Jam Jordan 11s like one of the most popular, one of the most popular cards or, sorry, cards, shoes, like, in the history of that brand. Um, I think there's other ones. I mean, the ones, obviously, have a, are super, uh, not, not even really expensive, but they're popular and iconic. 
Um, and then the threes, I believe, are another one that are pretty popular. Um, but the 11s, at least from my knowledge of like shoes and stuff, those are the ones that the Jordans, at least for classic Jordans, those are the ones that are one of the most popular. Like I know they do a release every year. I think it's either it's either Black Friday they do the release or it's either or Christmas. I forget exactly what day is the release, but it's like one of the, it's like, it's a, they do like a drop every year of the Jordan 11s in a different colorway. So there is a, the Topps 96 Jordan and then the, uh, and then the Ho- NBA Hoops Jordan. So like, I mean, you know, Hoops is not a super desirable brand. I think the other thing that I'm looking at with that 96 set is like, that's the Kobe rookie. Um, I think also another kind of sidebar, like another, another thing, if you're following on Twitter, uh, here's for sale on Twitter that I, the the private Twitter that's hooked up to the Patreon. I talked about the Shaq first Shaq card, uh, when he was on the Lakers, that's also from 96. Um, so both of those reasons. And then also he's wearing the Jordan, the, the 11s in the picture. And you can clearly see them because like, and this is, this is kind of the thing where you have to, you can't just buy any card from that specific year. Like, I'm specifically looking at cards that were him wearing the, the 11s, uh, because like 95, 96 area, there are a bunch of different cards from, from both of those years where he hypothetically would be wearing the shoes, but he wasn't, um... So, and then the hoops is the other one. So, and I'm sure there's other ones, but I was looking for more like base set cards just because for me, I think the base set cards are the ones that if people are looking it up, those are the ones that maybe newer people will gravitate towards maybe is kind of the term that I'm looking at. Uh, But I think like those, those two cards for Jordan at least, I think are kind of the thought process that went behind why I was buying those cards. And, you know, I don't necessarily know, like, what... Like, I have. I guess I have a plan. If they go up 20 30%, that would be good. But, like, realistically, I mean, I bought, like... I think I bought a lot of six of the tops for, like, 11 bucks. So if those are, like... If those are, in total, I can sell the lot for $30, that would be like ideal but if it comes down to it and I only end up selling them for like 20 or if I don't sell them at all I don't know so this is kind of the thing I'm also thinking about like I'm taking this strategy is I guess it's I guess you could call it a little bit more risky just because I'm sort of banking on people finding things that I also find interesting when they're trying to buy these cards so that you know I don't I think that I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe trying to point out some of the stuff that I think is interesting may also interest other people. Like, I think the Jordan 11s, like I said, I think those are some of the more iconic Jordans. So, like, the fact that those those shoes are on a base card makes me think that that will be something that people will be interested in. You know, but the other thing is, like, I understand that era of cards is just, like you know, it is what it is. Like, I think at this point, everybody knows 
the junk, the junk wax era or whatever, the 90s, and then even kind of into the 2000s, like, there was just so many of the cards, uh, which is, like, one thing that I, I guess I'm a little bit nervous of, not even really nervous, because, I mean, realistically, I'm not, it's not like I'm going deep into these cards, like, I spent $11 on them, so, like, like I said, if they go for 20 to 30, that would be ideal, but I don't know, like, you know, at, at, I just don't know. I'm not basing, I'm not basing the decision off of any provable data. I'm, I'm more basing it off of my intuition about maybe shoe culture and like the fact that I look at these cards as more as just cards. I look at them as like pieces of history that like tell a story about the era. Like that's those are two main reasons why like with the amount of Jordan cards there are. That's one of the reasons why I'm looking into these ones specifically. Now, I think one thing that may be tough will be how to and, and maybe this is another thing that I'm interested in figuring out how to market the card to the point where like if someone doesn't like if because the thing is, like, to find this card, someone then has to maybe kind of be doing the same type of research that I was doing. So figuring out how to sell the card to someone who is interested maybe in Jordan 11s, but they, and, and maybe they have the same sort of mindset where they're like, I want to get a card with him wearing these specific shoes. I guess this is, that's the point where I'm not using any provable data. I mean, I guess you could say, like, looking at if you went to hypothetically if you went to like StockX or goat or one of the shoe websites and you looked up like the most popular jordans that are selling on there like that could be something that could gauge popularity or gauge uh yeah popularity in a specific one of the sets of jordans and then you go and you find that year but it's kind of that's what that's kind of the point is i i don't i'm basing that off of my intuition of the Jordan 11s and then my ability to potentially market these cards in the future and sell them for whatever. So that's kind of my mindset behind that one. So the other cards that I've been looking into are, there are uh, checklist cards that come in every set. So at least most sets. Uh, So checklists from like, Tops, mostly tops, and I bought two of them actually. So I bought the the '96 uh, the '96 tops basketball, and then I bought the 2003 tops basketball. So uh, many of you probably know that the '96 tops is the Kobe, the Ray Allen, uh, the Allen Iverson, and then the the 2003 tops is the Dwayne Wade, uh, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. But I bought the regular tops. I didn't buy the tops chrome. Um, because I, well, so I, the, the thought kind of just popped into my head as I was looking through eBay and I saw one checklist and I was like, that's interesting. I've never seen, I never thought of checking a checklist card like this. So I posted on Twitter and then someone said the 86 checklist is like super valuable. And I went and I looked in the 86 Fleer PSA 10 checklist sells for like $4,000, um, so, like, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, so, 
I don't necessarily like the 86 Fleer would probably probably be the one if you were to buy one like cuz the 86 Fleer set is probably the most it's probably the most iconic set I mean other than like the 2003 Tops set which I think is probably number 2 and then I'd say the number 3 is probably the 96 Tops set um and the one thing that was weird was the so I bought the checklists from Check Out My Cards. Um, and for some reason, so I, and I asked uh, Jake from 90s B-Ball Cards about this, that, uh, so there's two, in 96, they basically came out with two different uh, sets, two different releases of the set. So there's Series 1 and Series 2, like there is for baseball now. But Series 1 usually had, it actually is almost the same, because then Series 2 had all the rookies. So I guess the Kobe card came from Series 2, because like when I looked at the checklist itself, that was the, the Kobe card was on that checklist, and not the Series 1 checklist. So like card number 138, which is the Kobe Tops card, uh, came out of the Series 2 checklist. So it, but the weird thing was on checking my cards, the series one checklist was like 40, 40 bucks, I think. And then the series two, which had the Kobe, which had the Kobe on there. Um, that one was like under, like, I think I bought two of them for like 60 or 70 cents a piece. If I, if I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but like I looked at, I, so I don't know, like, and I asked him and he, he said that sometimes that's just, sometimes the hobby is just the way that it is. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily know if anyone has even bought that checklist card, the series one checklist card at the 40, cause that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It, it could have the Jordan on there. Uh, cause I think the Jordan card was number 20 on the checklist from that 96 year. So like that could be the reason. Um, but like it didn't make any sense to me. And then also, like I said, the... The uh, 2003 checklist has the LeBron card on it. So, like, that's why I bought that one. And it's kind of another, I guess it's another, like, mindset type of thing where I was looking at maybe, and I don't want to say that I'm seeing stuff that other people don't. Because, like, there's, I mean, there's got to be plenty of people who are, I mean, people clearly are interested in, in checklists because they're selling on eBay and they're getting them graded. Um, but it just seems like, I don't know. And maybe time will tell. I think right now, honestly, I've been really looking at the secondary stuff. So I am not a hundred percent sure where all of these kind of theories and concepts will eventually line up. Like if, um, like maybe these checklist cards or maybe the Jordan 11 cards that I'm buying, <clears throat> maybe they don't have any, uh, value in the future. You know, I, I don't necessarily know. Um, I'm just basing off of my kind of concepts and knowledge that I've acquired from just learning about kind of culture and where I've been at. I, and just my own intuition. Um, I think they would be, and I don't, I don't necessarily know if, and I mean, it could just even be that the fact I'm talking about it could lead to some of the pop, some of the popularity coming back to these cards, uh, because, you know, I, I don't necessarily know. I don't think they're not, they're not selling that for that much. Like this 60 cents, like also granted, like a 60 cent card, like what's the best that could happen? Like if it sells for five bucks, 
like, I mean, that's five, that's five bucks. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of the thing where I, I'm looking at cards that maybe aren't as popular to try and find, I guess, areas where I think there could be money to be made. And it's more, it's also, it's a combination of two things. It's a combination of like that, the money to be made on the specific card, but then also it's like content that I like creating like this podcast. I can talk about my mindset and theories behind these kind of specific things and either hash out stuff that maybe after the podcast, if I can think of something else like that will help, or it's just also something that I can talk about on the show itself. Um, so both of those things, I think it's a combination of both. And I think I, I was on the Investor Cards podcast, and he kind of asked me about my business in general in the hobby. And I said, it's basically a combination of like content and uh, and then buying and selling some cards. But more, it's definitely more leans towards content than it does buying and selling. Because, uh, I mean, I have probably, let me think, I, I actually... Uh, I calculated, I went back and I tracked all my eBay eBay purchases from uh, like when I started my eBay account. Because you can do that on the app if you, I think on your desktop, I don't think you can do it, I think. But on the app, you can go in and you can just scroll to the bottom and I just logged it. Um, And just based off of what I've sold and then what I've purchased since then, I basically, I'm even. And I still have, like, a ton of my collection. So, like, the calls that I've made on stuff from the past year, actually, no, I'm probably at about 80%. So, and I mean, look, for for me, 80%, like, I basically bought and sold. Um, and that's also, actually, no, I probably am even because eBay only tracks the last 60 days of your sale. So maybe I should try and see if there's any way to go back farther than 60 days on some of the eBay sales data because just based off of that, based off the last 60 days, um, I'm at about 75 to 80% of what I've sold is what I bought, which, and I still have probably 75% of what I bought, if that makes sense. So like, it's it's kind of a combination of the, the content and then buying and selling, but definitely more on the content side. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed uh, this episode, uh, I think episode like 112, 113, 114 probably. I don't know actually at this point. Uh, but, you know, I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed obviously talking. <laughs> I usually do. 116 episodes of the podcast. I hope I would at this point. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Here's for sale on TikTok. Here's for sale on uh Twitter, but you got to subscribe, and sometimes I accept some requests, so, you know, maybe if you request, I'll accept it. I just don't... I want to make sure that the Twitter part of the content on Patreon is still valuable, so patreon.com slash here is for sale. You can subscribe. It's $5 a month, and you get an extra episode of the podcast every week. We're on episode two, which is the first episode behind the paywall. Um, go there. It's $5 a week if you want to subscribe. You also get access to the Twitter Uh that's where I am kind of putting out like real time thoughts of when I'm doing research. I've also I'm also going to start to put together a spreadsheet of kind of all the info that I'm pulling. 
um, and make that accessible. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it through, probably it'll be accessible through Twitter, but I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to, if I'm going to add that to the Patreon or if it'll just be something that's on, the link will be in Twitter. I'm not 100% sure yet, but you know, thank you for everybody for listening. Uh, I'll see you in the next episode.